Welcome to this episode of my podcast. My name is Kalsum Butt, and I specialize in training medical professionals how to get the score they need in IELTS or OET so that they can get their dream job, take their career to the next level and start living their best life with their families by providing them with bigger and better opportunities. Before I start with the main topic for this week's episode, I just want to make you aware of how you can use this podcast to your maximum advantage. This is no ordinary podcast. You can use this podcast by one, simply listening to the podcast to get some advice that will help you in your IELTS or OET preparation. Number two, actively listening to this podcast to improve your listening skills. I try to keep it short. I know you guys are very busy people, but you can use it for focused listening practice. So you can use the show notes, which is a complete transcript of each episode. You can read the episode as you listen and analyze the language, learn new words or phrases, practice pronunciation and intonation. Number three, Also included in the show notes are some comprehension style questions that you can use by reading the transcript, using your skimming and scanning techniques to answer the questions. Answers are provided at the end, but you can also check your answers by listening to the podcast. Number four, you can use it as a listening test and answer the same questions while listening. And number five, I also include a brief analysis of some useful words or phrases that I have used in the podcast, which you can learn. So it's up to you how you would like to use this tool. Please don't forget to like, subscribe and share this podcast with your colleagues and social media so that more people can benefit from it too. So before we start the main episode, I want to tell you about my exciting new free training that you can access right now. This is for OET students. Don't worry, I'm putting together some free training for IELTS students soon. This training is all about getting you organized and focused on the correct fundamentals of your preparation so that you are on the right track to getting the score you need in OET. It covers how to have the right study mindset. I show you how to find time to study every day, no matter how busy you are. I show you how to create a practical study timetable every week. I show you the exact skills you need to improve and how to improve them. So your reading, your listening, your speaking and your writing skills. I show you reliable free resources to use to improve each subskill and how to use these resources. And I talk about understanding the marking criteria and how this can help you to prepare and improve and also how to improve your grammar and vocabulary. So. If you're taking the test for the first time or you've taken it a few times, this training is a must if you want to make sure you are doing all the right fundamental things in your preparation. You can find the link to the training in the show notes where you will also find links to my private study groups for both IELTS and OET in Facebook. Okay, on with this episode. So this episode is all about understanding pronunciation and how you can improve it. This episode is relevant for both IELTS and OET. 
Now, the best way to understand pronunciation and what is requir required from you to get a band seven or above for IELTS or a grade C plus or above for OET is to, well, you should know the answer by now. Uh, it's to look at the marking criteria. The marking criteria for pronunciation is very similar for both IELTS and OET. The wording is different, but it basically means the same thing. So in OET, the marking criteria talks about intelligibility. This means how well you are understood, how clear you are. It looks at how well you use pronunciation features such as stress, intonation and rhythm and if you use these effectively. And it also talks about first language accent and how much of an effect it has on intelligibility, meaning it doesn't stop the, does it stop the examiner from understanding you? Does your accent stop the examiner from understanding you? So that's OET. The IELTS marking criteria for pronunciation says something similar. It says the student uses a wide range of pronunciation features, so stress, intonation, etc., sustains flexible use of features with only occasional lapses, is easy to understand throughout, first language accent has minimal effect on intelligibility. So, Let's break this down to the key elements that the examiner is looking for. The marking criteria for both talks about four main areas. So both the marking criteria talk about four main areas, intelligibility, flexibility, and wide range of pronunciation features. And fourthly, your accent having an effect on intelligibility. So how much of an effect your accent has on how clearly you are understood. So before I go into detail about these four areas, I just want to make a very important point here before we move on. There is a common misconception that good pronunciation means having a British accent or an American accent, to the extent that some students actually try to change their accents to a British or an American accent, or you know, they try to adopt a British accent or an American accent. Nowhere in the marking criteria does it say you must have any type of accent. I've just read, I've just gone through the marking criteria for pronunciation for both, both OET and IELTS, and nowhere does it talk about having a British accent or an American accent. So please do not waste your time and effort into this. There is a big difference between accent and pronunciation, and this will become clearer to you later on. So let's talk first of all about intelligibility and accent, because the two are linked. What does this mean? It, what does intelligibility mean? It basically means clarity. It basically means, is it easy to understand what you are saying? Is the examiner able to understand what you are saying easily or do they struggle to understand? Do they have to struggle to understand? Do they have to make an extra effort to understand what you are saying? This is the first thing the examiner will be assessing you on. When it comes to pronunciation, this is the first thing you need to analyze and improve on, speaking clearly. This is the first thing you need to focus on, analyze and improve. 
The key to improving intelligibility is to understand where your accent is affecting your pronunciation. Having an accent is okay. That's not the problem. The problem comes when it stops you from sounding clear. It stops you from being understood. And it's really important that you understand that point. Um, now, there are a number of things you can do to help minimize this problem. All languages have certain issues when it comes to speaking English, and you need to find out what the common pronunciation issues are for your language. So there are a number of ways that you can do this, and I'm going to go through all of those. So the first thing you can do is just simply um, by Googling it. Uh, so Googling, you know, common pr pronunciation problems from one language to English, so your language to English. Just Google it, just type it into Google, and you will find lots of information about the common pronunciation um, problems from your language to English. And just focus on improving those things. You'll find plenty of um, information and help uh, on the internet. Next, you need to make sure you are pronouncing the individual sounds correctly. In some countries, um, phonetics, so the sounds of the, 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 the actual sounds in the language um, can be taught in different ways. And this can affect your pronunciation. If you've been taught it a certain way when you were a child or even when you know, you're a bit older, and if you know, it can vary sometimes and sometimes it's not very accurate and you've just got into the habit of pronouncing words in a certain way. Sometimes that sound that's in English, you don't have that sound in your language. It can be a completely new sound. So that can be an issue sometimes. It can be hard to produce that sound. So a really good resource is the interactive phonemic chart. And if you go to www.teachingenglish.org.uk, forward slash article, forward slash phonemic chart. Um, it's a fantastic resource um, where you can click on any sound. So it have all the sounds in the English language and you can click on any of the sounds and you can actually hear it, how it's pronounced. And you can just practice with that chart. I'll leave all the links that I mentioned in the show notes for you to have a look at. Next, the Oxford Learner's Dictionary, uh, which is also online. You just need to, if you just type in uh, to Google Oxford Learner's Dictionary, it will come up right at the top. Again, I will leave the link in the um, show notes. This is a great resource. It has phonetic spelling of all the words and you can click on the word to hear the pronunciation. Just make a list of the words that you pronounce incorrectly or you find find hard to pronounce or you don't sound clear enough when you're saying those words and just use the dictionary to practice every day those words. Um, this could be a great DNN, a daily non-negotiable. Um, so the task that you do on a daily basis, no matter how busy you get, so that you just spend five minutes going over five words or 10 words and just practice pronouncing them correctly using the Oxford Learners Dictionary. Another great website is howdyousay.com. Uh, again, I will leave it in the, in the show notes, the link. 
This site helps with the physical side of pronunciation. So it focuses on um, the correct movement of your tongue, your lips, your jaw and your teeth. And this is such a great resource as it helps you realize that pronunciation is a physical skill. Um, it's not a mental skill like reading, so skimming, scanning and, and things like that. Um, it's a physical skill. You actually have to produce the sound by, you know, manipulating, you know, where you put your tongue, your teeth um, and, and so on. So that's a really good resource there. Another really fun way to test how clear your pronunciation is, is to use voice recognition apps on your phone. So, for example, um, on an iPhone, you have Siri. Um, and in order to speak to Siri or to ask Siri to do something or to search something, you have to be very clear. You have to say the words very clearly. Otherwise, Siri won't be able to understand what you're saying. Um, so if it doesn't work, then you know that you haven't pronounced the words clearly. And there are lots of other apps you can download, like voice notes that actually type what you are saying as you're saying it. So as you're speaking into your phone, into the app, it's typing what you're saying. So then you can actually see if you have actually sounded the words correctly and if the app has actually picked up on it and it is if you're clear, basically, if it's clear, then you know it's it's typing it correctly. So that's a really fun thing to do and, and very effective. I'll leave all the links, like I said, um, in the show notes for you to have a look at. So let's move on now to the features of pronunciation. So we've so I've, I've talked to you about being clear and being able to um produce the sounds clearly and how to practice that. Now we need to look at how to pronounce um, to convey the correct meaning. Um, so your pronunciation can have a huge effect on the meaning that you convey in what you're trying to say. So th there's certain features that come under pronunciation and these features include, and this is what the marking criteria talks about. It talks about word stress, sentence stress, connected speech, and intonation. So these are the four main areas that you would need to work on. So word stress is where certain syllables of a word are emphasized more. So for example, um, you have the word within. So when I say within, the in part, so the last part of the word, that syllable in is pronounced with more stress than the first half, so with, so it's within, within. So you can see I've, it, the emphasis is at the end. Same with the word happy, happy. The stress is at the beginning of the word, happy, happy. Or identifying, identifying. The stress is at the beginning. So part of practicing pronunciation is learning where the stress in the word is. That will help you to pronounce the word correctly, knowing where the stress is. And, you know, that takes practice. Sentence stress is where parts of the sentence is stressed more than the other words to convey a certain meaning. Change, if you change the stress in the sentence, then you change the meaning. So for example, 
if somebody asked you, do you listen to music? Um, you could say, and the answer is no, I don't listen to music. Okay, so that was pretty flat. But you could say, no, I don't listen to music. So the stress in that sentence was on the no. No, um, I don't listen to music. As in, you know, of course not. The meaning of that is, of course I don't listen to music. Or if I change the stress and I say, no, I don't listen to music, meaning I don't listen to music. You know, how can you think that? Um, or I, I listen to something else or I do something else. So changing the stress changes the meaning in the sentence. Connected speech is where in English, um, native speakers speak, when, when we speak, we tend to blend some of the words together. So the words kind of merge together, making it difficult to understand sometimes. So for example, do you want to go to the cinema? So a non-native speaker would say, do you want to go to the cinema? Do you want to go to the cinema? They would say the words clearly and as individual words. But as a native speaker, we say, do you want to go to the cinema? Do you want to go? We don't say, do you want to go? We say, do you want to go? Do you want to go? Do you want to go to? We don't say to, we say to. Do you want to go to the cinema? So connected speech is something that can affect pronunciation. Um, and that's something else that you would need to practice and you know be comfortable with. Um, it's not too much of a problem. You don't have to have connected speech, but sometimes it just helps you to sound more natural. Intonation. This is the natural rise and fall of the way we speak. We don't talk all in one tone. Our voice goes up and it goes down. This is very much linked to how we are feeling. So intonation is linked to how we are feeling. So this can, can be quite tricky in the exam when you're uh, quite nervous to you know, convey intonation um, and, and show a different type of emotion other than the fact that you're really nervous. So let's, let's have an example. So if somebody were to ask you what's wrong and your answer is nothing, you could say nothing in a number of different ways and each way changing the intonation, the meaning is different. So I could say nothing, meaning I'm really surprised you think something's wrong. Why do you think something's wrong? You know, nothing, nothing is wrong. Or you could say nothing, what's wrong? Nothing, meaning there is something wrong, but I don't wanna talk about it. Or you could say what's wrong? Um, nothing. That sounds quite suspicious. If you have children and, you know, they'll, they'll probably often reply like that, like nothing, a bit suspicious. So, you know, definitely there's something wrong. So changing the intonation, the rise and fall of the way we speak can alter the meaning of the sentence. So this um, and lastly, flexibility. The uh, marking criteria talks about flexibility. So what it means by flexibility is using all of these different features confidently flexi in a flexible way. So moving between 
um, intonation and word stress and um, sentence stress quite easily. You are able to use all of these things flexibly uh, in a flexible way, at ease, um, without much issue. So that's, um, you know, and all of that will take practice. And this may seem a lot to consider when practicing pronunciation, and it does take time. This is something that takes time and it must be done regularly. Um, and you also need to remember that to get a C plus for OET and above, uh, or a band seven and above um, for IELTS, the standard, the requirement for pronunciation is not actually that high. Um, so, you know, it, it talks about minimal mistakes. So you will make some mistakes. That's something you, that you will have to get your head round, but it's minimal and it doesn't affect intelligibility too much. So it's an achievable standard. So to practice, you must do the following three things on a regular basis if you really want to improve your pronunciation. You need to expose yourself to as much English as you can on a regular basis, so every day really. The more you surround yourself with it, with the English language, the more of the pronunciation you will pick up. Um, and it's important to listen to different access, accents too. Um, Secondly, you need to actively listen. So it's, you know, it's one thing surrounding yourself with the language, but if you're not listening to it properly, then there's just, you're just wasting your time. You need to actively listen and notice the pronunciation as you listen. Pick up on pronunciation features as you listen. Analyze it. Go over it again and again and again. Thirdly, you need to actually produce the words and practice the pronunciation by recording yourself and listening back to yourself, perhaps, by mimicking what you hear. So, you know, taking um, a short clip of a video, perhaps, or a podcast, this podcast, and just mimicking the pronunciation, copying it. So actually copying as you listen just repeat the pronunciation and practice it that way. Think of a child learning to speak. They are never taught how to pronounce. They simply are exposed to words and sounds all day long and they notice, the child notice how sounds are made by listening. And then they start producing the sounds themselves. They get it wrong in the beginning and it's difficult to understand what they're saying, but they just keep practicing. Um, and they become clearer. So try taking short chunks of language. So like I said, short clips of a video or an audio and analyze it. It could just be five minutes or two minutes. Analyze that piece of um, speaking and you know, analyze where the word stresses are, where the sentence stress is, Look at the intonation, listen to the intonation. Where is the intonation? Where is the voice going up and down? Why is it going up and down? What meaning does that convey? Is there any connected speech? Try copying the pronunciation with all the features, record yourself and listen back 
and analyze if what you are saying is clearly understood. Can you clearly understand yourself? Maybe get someone else to listen to it and see if they can understand what you are saying. Remember, you're listening for pronunciation, not for your accent. Um, and you're only concentrating on minimizing where your accent is making your pronunciation unclear. So I hope that, you know, the differentiation I've made between accent and pronunciation is clear. Um, you won't get it right the first time. You'll make lots of mistakes and probably sound very silly, but it's better to make the mistakes now and sound silly now than in the exam. Now you can fix all the mistakes. Once these make, uh, you know, once you make these mistakes in the exam, you can't do anything about it. So there is a lot of practical advice here and resources you can put into practice and access to help you to improve your pronunciation. My question to you now is, how are you going to use this in your preparation? What are you going to do with all this advice? Um, you know, you need to go and give it a go. Let me know how you get on. And if you have any questions, um, just let me know. I've left all the links I have mentioned in the episode in the show notes and how you can contact me. Uh, I've left links to how you can access my free OET training all about preparing for OET the right way. It's all there in the show notes. Remember, you, you've just utilized a great resource just by listening to the these podcasts so use this transcript and this episode to analyze my pronunciation you know you know i'm a native speaker you know analyze the connected speech analyze the intonation and etc etc so you've got a great resource just here right now so go get to work put in the hard work even if you don't feel like it it will be worth it in the end when you've got that job and the life you've been dreaming about with your family. Um, and also just a final point uh, I forgot to mention, all of this, all of this, um, you know, practicing your pronunciation, it will help you with your listening immensely. Because remember you're listening to different accents and, and things like that, different speed of talking, intonation. It all will help you, not just with your speaking, but with your listening as well. So it's really, really worth spending the time on this. It's, it's much like vocabulary. Vocabulary helps you with everything. And working on pronunciation will help you with speaking and it will help you with listening. Anyway, that was the final bit of advice there. Um, let me know if you have any questions. Um, I'm always here to help and uh, I'll see you in the next episode. I really hope you have found this episode useful. Please let me know if you have. I would love to get your feedback. And if there is something you would like me to do an episode on uh, for IELTS or for OET, please just let me know. The details on how you can contact me are in the show notes of this episode. And remember, nothing changes if nothing changes. If you are not willing to change or implement advice and you keep doing the same thing, you will keep getting the same results again and again. Real progress, real improvement comes when you push yourself outside of your comfort zone. 
Please don't forget to like, subscribe and share this podcast with your colleagues and on your social media so that more people can benefit too. Take care and keep working hard.